All right, well, we're going to dive into the Word of God. Uh, and before we do, I just want to take a moment of prayer. We're going to go to God real fast. So, Father God, I just thank you, Lord Jesus, uh, right now, God, for every young person, God, every um, person that is in here, period, Lord Jesus. We just thank you, God, that, Lord Jesus, that, uh, that Father God, that you are alive, God. And I thank you, Jesus, that not only are you alive, God, but, but God, you are living in us and through us. And, God, I pray that, God, that tonight, Lord, as the word goes forth, Lord Jesus, I pray, God, that, number one, you will be glorified. And, Lord Jesus, number two, God, I pray for the revelation of who you are, God tonight lord jesus we give you glory and we worship you and we and, and we pray in your name we pray amen all right all right i'm sorry i can't hide behind this thing so i'm gonna be kind of walking around a little bit so all right well we are here in the month of october yeah now can somebody tell me what is the one day that everybody knows about that's promoted in uh october somebody's halloween Somebody said, my birthday. That's what's up. <laughs> How many birthdays in October? That's awesome. Okay. But it's Halloween, am I right? Everybody knows it's, it's Halloween. And okay, there's also good holidays as well. But the one holiday here in America, Halloween. Am I right? Everybody knows what Halloween is. How many of y'all been trick-or-treating before? Trick-or-treating. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, we all know what it's all about. You go around and you got, you know, you got monsters, you know, you got zombies, you got all different types of stuff, you know. I mean, I remember dressing up as like a dead ninja. You know, I mean, there was all different, people get creative, thinking of all these different things, you know, of what you can wear, of what you can do. But what is it all about? It's all about scaring people, right? We all want to be scared. We all want to, you know, boo, ah, you know, we all want to get candy and all these things. But it's all about scaring. It's all about everybody being afraid of something. We all want to go watch horror movies. You know, we all want to go watch these things because why? Because we get this little jittery saying, ooh, I'm so scared. This is so exciting. You know, we get, all this, we get all this excitement over this whole thing. But one thing is that the one thing that's really promoted is what? It's fear. And now what is the, it's funny because you look at Halloween and what's really promoted is spirit, is really, is darkness. It says, okay, you know what, what are we really going to be afraid of? The enemy likes to take that opportunity and it's, okay, this is what you should be afraid of. You should be afraid of ghosts. You should be afraid of monsters. You should be afraid of demons. You should be afraid of the devil. You should be afraid of anything that's dark, anything of that, you should be afraid of. Am I right? That's, that's, that's what we do. You know, anything that has to do with anything that's spiritually dark, we say, oh, my gosh, that is so scary. You have no idea. I think I saw a ghost. <laughs> and we become so scared about it. But uh, I just want to take the opportunity to uh, shed light on this fact. And so uh, just so those who weren't here uh, two weeks ago, uh, whenever I spoke, uh, the one thing that I speak about or, the, or the, that I did speak about was knowing who you are that we don't look at ourselves, we shouldn't look at ourselves through our fears uh, and through our failures and through our mistakes because God doesn't see you that way, but we look at ourselves through the way God sees us. And what Bible says is, is that God sees us as his sons and as his daughters. Amen. Okay, so what I want to propose to you guys is, as we all know, but I want to talk about is that fear has, God has not placed fear in our lives. And a good way to put it is, the way I like to say it is that fear is not a part of our DNA as sons and as daughters of God. 
You see, God does not place fear in our hearts. God doesn't promote fear in our lives. He didn't take fear and put it inside you and say, fear me. And whenever the Bible does talk about, you know, fear God, it's not, it's not this horror feeling to where you're saying, oh, my gosh, if I don't do this, then God's going to do this. No, it's out of reverence. It's out of respect. That's what God, that's what, it, that, that's what the Bible's talking about. But whenever it comes to the actual fear, God doesn't place that inside of us. God doesn't put that inside of you. And so when, if, we, if we look at it just real fast, I want to read a scripture to you real fast. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, uh, as we, some of us know it. And I just want to quote it real fast. It says that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but what of power, love, and a sound mind of discipline. You see, God doesn't place fear in our lives. That is, that is not the way God rolls. He doesn't, he, he doesn't incorporate that in our lives. And, uh, and this is a scripture that I live by, that I'm continuing learning from, that I love because it talks about who we are. In Romans chapter 8, chapter or verse 15, it says, For you have not been given the spirit of slavery, which leads to fear again. But it says that you've been given the spirit of adoption as sons, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. You see, God does not establish fear in your heart. That is not the way he does it. But as it says right there as adoption, it says that, that he establishes relationship. And when he looks at us, he doesn't want us to fear him. But, he, but what he wants is he wants relationship with you as a son and as a daughter. That's the way God sees us. And so if that's the truth, then why do we walk around and, okay, I'm going to take Halloween and we're going to just put it out. Okay, we're not, I'm not even talking about Halloween like anymore. What I want to talk about is we go through life so many times and we allow fear to dictate our decisions. We allow fear to, uh, to dictate how we're going to uh, make our decisions. And not only that, whenever we choose to obey fear, it, it, it changes the way that we see ourselves. So why are we going after all these things whenever, <laughs> whenever fear was never meant to be a part of our DNA? You see... What the enemy likes to do, like I said before, is he takes this opportunity, and what he wants us to do is, sorry, what he likes to do is he wants to take the opportunity for us to be afraid, for us to fear darkness, for us to fear anything that has to associate with him. Why? The reason why God wants us to fear him I'm sorry, the reason why Satan wants us to fear anything that's dark is because whenever we feel afraid, we feel powerless. And the enemy wants, he, what he wants is he wants control and he wants authority over our lives. So what does he do? He makes us afraid. So we become fearful and we're like, okay, well, oh man, I can't do this. I don't know if I can do this. I'm so afraid. And we feel like we can't do something. But the truth is, God doesn't place that inside of us. And you see, what he likes to do is, is when you look at it, he likes to put it like in a little a thing. It says, you know, okay, right here is spiritual darkness, and, and it's, it's over you. So whenever anything that's dark, be afraid of that. But in light of truth, really, it's flipped. And I, I want to show you real fast. Okay, I want you guys to turn to Philippians chapter 2. I want to read this scripture. Philippians chapter 2 says, Therefore, God exalted him 
to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Right there, he says, Jesus, he has the highest name above every name, above every name. All authority has been given to him. And then on the verse after that, it says, then, and, and then every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, let me tell you something about God, about this right here, that Jesus Whenever God, whenever Jesus died on the cross and he rose up to, and he rose to the right hand of the Father, what did he say? He says that, that I give you all authority, I give you all of that, okay? And now what that means is to have full authority, to have full control is like this. What, what do you do whenever, whenever you turn on a, a light switch, what happens? The light comes on, right? The light, it just turns on. No, if you turn it off, it goes off. You turn it on, it turns on. And you see, what that is, it's total control. It has no, there's like, there's no if, ands, or buts. When you flip it on, it's coming on. Am I right? And you see, when it comes to the authority of Jesus, no matter what it is in your life, no matter what it is in anybody's life, everything comes under his name. Everything comes under his authority. So no matter what Jesus or no matter what God says, Anything and everything has to come into submission. It's just how it is. And I want to take a step further, and I want to explain something. You see, explains in, it explains in Genesis that, you see, one thing that, that I've learned is that us as people, we're the, only, we're the only thing that God created that he's given choice to. You see, angels, they worship God, but that's what they do. They worship God. And they do everything that God commands. You see, no matter everything in, in the earth, everything, you know, the animals, everything is put into its thing to where it does what it's supposed to. And you see, but God has given man choice. And if you look in the beginning in Genesis, he says, Jesus, or I'm sorry, God, he speaks to man. He creates the Garden of Eden, and he's like, okay, everything is perfect. Everything. Everything is perfect. You can eat anything in the garden, anything you want. Everything is perfect. But what did he say? But don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now we look, and some of us are just like, okay, well, if, if, if God loves us so much, then why would he put that in there? Because now it just gives us the opportunity to where we're going to go away from God. But you see, what God wants more than anything is that he wants people who choose to love him. He wants people who choose to go after him. So, yeah, he gave us the choice. And let me tell you something. Yeah, we fear our mistakes. Sometimes we can look at our mistakes, but God is not afraid of our mistakes. God's not afraid of your failures. God's not afraid of those things. He's not afraid of the things that you're afraid of. But when he looks at you, he says, okay, yeah, you screwed up. But you know what? You're still my son. You're still my daughter. But. To continue on what I'm saying, we're the only people that God has given choice to. And the reason why I say that is because no matter who it is, no matter what it is, anything, if you are not a human being, you must come under the name of Jesus. You must come under his authority. Now, Jesus says, he says to you, he says, I lay before you life and death. I plead that you choose life. 
he gives you a choice. Either you can choose to live the way that you're living and you can choose to walk up the same way to where you're still, uh, to, to where you're still uh, angry, to where you're still hating yourself and you're going through all these problems, or you can choose to step out of that, lay down your pride and choose me to where you have life, abundance. And, he's, and he gives us a choice. We have a choice. And if we choose, if we choose not to go with him, we, 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 we deserve or we choose that consequence. But God, he says, I plead with you that you choose life. So God gives us a choice. <laughs> but uh, as far as the kingdom of darkness, I'm sorry, it ain't got a choice. In Colossians chapter 1, and I'm, I just want to read the scripture because I'm going to bring it all together, but I just want to tell you, I want to read these scriptures because I want, you, I want us to understand that in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, this is what it says, is that, for he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of, of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rules or authorities, everything, all things come under him. It says right there that the kingdom of darkness has to come into subjection under him. So what am I saying? Everything, no matter what it is, there's not, there's not one thing that has authority over him. And what the Bible says, and I'm going to read one more scripture, and I'm going to bring this together. It says in uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 11, that if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, who raised Christ from the dead, who will also raise, oh, I'm sorry, I butchered that, I'm sorry. And if, <laughs> let me start over. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. The same power that I've been talking about, the same power that the Bible describes that raised Jesus from the dead, the same power that, that, that has all authority over everything lives on the inside of us. That's who we are. Whenever God, whenever you were, whenever you were broken down and you weren't saved and you were living in your, you were living in your old self, you came to God. And whenever you came to God, you gave your life to God. And God transformed you. He pulled out the heart of stone. He gave you a new heart. And guess what he did? He marked you as his son by saying, okay, here's my spirit. Now this is my son. This is my daughter. And when he did that, along with his spirit comes power, comes love. And here's the thing is that understanding that, we understand that we have power as sons and as daughters. But why do we fear? Now, I know it's easy to fear when it comes to certain things, when it comes to certain situations. But like I said before, as it says in, uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, God doesn't place fear in our hearts. So why walk that out? Why live in that? Whenever God says, listen, I place in you my spirit. And inside of you, I have given you everything. The word says in uh, 2 Peter ver chapter 1, verse 3, that, that God has given us everything that we need pertaining to life and to godliness. God has given us everything that we need to live this life. But the thing is, is that we're the ones who are walking it out. And God is working on the inside of us. And so when it comes to fear, when it comes to all these different type of things, why do we fear? 
Somebody say real loud, I got the power. You see, the truth is, is that as sons and as daughters of God, we should not fear anyone. We shouldn't fear the things that are in our lives. Yes, things come in our way. Yes, things step in our way. But I want to tell you that I don't care how, how old you are, how young you are, you have the same spirit of God that Jesus walked around with. And there's the same spirit that, that, uh, that rose Jesus from the dead is living on the very inside of us. That is who we are. That's how God identifies who we are. He says, that's my son and that's my daughter. Why? Because it's a spirit that's on the inside of us. There's not fear in our relationship with God. He doesn't place that inside of us. He places relationship. And so if we are going to walk in true power and understand that we have to understand what God really wants for us, and that's a relationship with him.